We're coming to you live from the future. Whoa, we're in the future. But somehow also the past? Uh, who knows? I'm Mackenzie. I'm Liz. And you're about to listen to our podcast. Uh, and we just wanted to tell you a little bit of a little something. Uh, going into season two, we changed our name, as you probably see on your podcast app, <laughs> to Wisteria Gaze. Uh, but we just wanted to let you know, don't be shocked if you hear the old name, because <laughs> we used to have an old name. But now we are Wisteria Gaze. Uh, and you can find us on social media at uh, Twitter at Wisteria Gaze, on Instagram at Wisteria Gaze underscore, <laughs> underscore. Uh, or WisteriaGaze.com. So hit us up. That's Hell our new name. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Touched. We touched <laughs> in real life. We're actually next to each other. We're staring into each other's <laughs> eyes. We're holding hands. Oh, there's birds singing. Oh. I might be having a stroke. <laughs> you are. Um, this is our second in-person recording, uh, and I'm really fucking pumped about I'm it. I'm so pumped. It's for a nice, crisp, odd number episode. Number 19, 19 baby. That's <laughs> our second in-person recording. Um, 19, the last episode we recorded in person. Was, was 13. Was it? I don't know. I was oh. just saying. <laughs> it was something. I don't know. It was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But, I feel but like this is our new norm. Moons. This is our new norm for a our bit. Our new norm for a bit. Ooh. We made it official finally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording in person. Um, I'm exhilarated to say I'm the exhilarated. Least. I'm excited. And if anybody's like, oh, I missed the old setup when they weren't in the same room. Well, get used to it. Too bad buddy <laughs> if there's a difference i'd be shocked <laughs> i know because the vibes are here the vibes, always the vibes have been here the vibes are always, here. always be here oh can i tell you something no okay. yes <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about i already mentioned this to you but i was like i want to mention this in the episode as well and i want to say that this is a spoiler for the netflix series ratchet okay because i want to say oh, for yeah. me my IRL lesbian of the week is I was watching Ratchet and I told you, but I want to tell the audience if you have not seen it, this is a spoiler kind of the Tillmeister is in it. Yes. You did tell me and this. She's a dyke. Oh my God. She's a lesbian and she sings opera while a woman goes down on I her. I still have to watch that show. Let's watch it together. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to the Tillmeister because I was like, Oh queen still uh. doing it. She's my lesbian of the week. In my real life, because yes. she is a lesbian on the show Ratchet, as is a lot of characters in that show. Yeah. It's a pretty gay show. Ooh. But uh, I just wanted to tell the audience Hell yeah. about the Tillmeister. That's having, so fucking wild. It's like the wildest thing And also, her. I'm if anybody likes Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, The Hoobs <gasps> yeah. is Heather's mom. I'm doing a rewatch of that show. It's one of my favorite shows. <sighs> and uh, season two, we get Mrs. Heather. Not like Heather's wife, but yes, like Mrs. Heather's mom. Uh, and it's the hoops. Those ladies, the sisters are getting around town. Yes, finally. <laughs> oh, I love those queens. <laughs> do we need to do anything else or are we just going to jump in this soda? We just got to jump in that little soda. We got to, we got to, like, we got to get in. We got to get fully immersed. We got to run out of air a little bit.
Yeah. Maybe to the point where we're scared that maybe we might drown. Whoa. But then we get rescued. Somebody pulls us out of the water. Who is it? Mrs. McCluskey. It is. Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Poetry. This week we're talking about season one, episode 19. This episode premiered on April 17th, 2005, and it was written by Jenna Bands. And directed by Arlene Sanford, who directed the zillion episodes and my hashtag Sondheim watch um i put the wrong oh my gosh <gasps> it says oh. on my notes children will listen that was the last episode wasn't this it? one was called live alone and like it i'm gonna live change my notes as we sit here together what show is it from it is f- from the 1990 movie dick tracy apparently stephen sondheim what? wrote a song called live alone and like it for the from the 1990 film Dick Tracy that Madonna was in. Oh my God! Isn't that weird? Yeah, <laughs> that weird. Um, Patreon exclusive. We, we watched, watched Dick, Dick Tracy. Tracy. Madonna looks kind of hot in it. Can I show you a photo sure. of her in it? Look at this photo. See, Liz is directly next to me, so now I can just quite honestly show them something directly next to me. Oh wow! There's like this one photo of her, and that one guy's in this, right? I don't know his name. This yeah, guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, she looks really cool. But yeah, Madonna, Madonna's in this movie. Look at this. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh it wasn't even a show. It was just literally a movie with Madonna in it. Do you want to dive in? Sure, I would love to dive in. Um so we start off with Lynette? Yeah. Uh we get a Mary Alice uh I almost said overture. A Mary Alice <laughs> overture. Uh, the, the, the trumpets pipe yes, up and the, the timpani sections. is rolling. The timpani's rolling. Um, but no, not an overture, a narration. And Mary Alice is talking about how Lynette always has the same kind of daydreams. It's pretty normal. It's not weird. It's just Karen McCluskey dying, dying a bunch. In front seat, yeah. Um, front seat, front lawn. Just like she would die and just like die you know and then a swedish family with twins would move in and then her daughters would marry their sons which i yes and i would like to i would like to i would like to point out that like then they're like it's like yeah my i don't know they're related yeah i wrote i wrote hold up if one twin marries the swedish twin then the remaining twins are sibling in laws. So then, are they also so the second pair of twins to get married are marrying their in laws? Technically, I guess That's they'd like, have to kiss exactly at the same time. But then they'd still be in laws. I know. I don't know. It just feels very incestuous and weird. This is my sister. Sister. This <laughs> is my sister. Sister. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I I just feels like what a weird what a weird daydream to want your twins to marry other legal twins. Yeah. It just feels like weird. Yeah. And she snapped out of this because she sees Mrs. McCluskey taking her trash cans out and they kind of fight about their lawns and houses, about how ugly they find each other's houses. And Lynette turns to insult the Klusk a little bit more. And she's crawling on the ground. (laughs) She's like literally on all fours and she is crawling, like trying to get back into her house. Yeah. And Lynette's like, oh, let me open the door for you. And I'm weird. An asshole. (laughs) Um, I literally wrote in my notes, Lynette, this is fucked up. Um, Because also she considers not calling an ambulance. Yes. (laughs) But she does. Thankfully, and then yeah. McCluskey is very 
obviously scared yeah. and she's in an ambulance and she doesn't have anybody to go with her and she she asks Lynette and Lynette is still just like I got some stuff I, got, I gotta go clean mm, the bathroom. Yeah. I got a roast in the freezer. And I don't you know. know. I got really take that roast out of the freezer. Oh. But eventually the Klusky is like, please, I don't want to die alone. The <laughs> Klusky. I don't know. I just remember it's Klusky in my notes yeah. a bunch. Um, and Lynette finally agrees to go with her and is like, you're not going to die. It's going to be okay. And so. Yeah. And then we get a little. Mary Alice narration again, where she says, life is a journey much better traveled with a companion, which mm-hmm. is kind of the theme throughout this episode. Yeah, and I, I thought it was so. really nice. Yeah. And after the opening credits, it kind of, she expands on that monologue um, and says that life is better lived with companions. And when you lose your companion, life can become unbearable. And we see that Noah is in the graveyard praying the rosary over yeah. a photo of Deirdre. And little Mikey comes up. Mikey Pooh. And it's basically, I guess it was revealed to him, and it's being revealed to Mike right now, that Deirdre is dead. She's been dead for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Her body was found up, chopped up in a toy chest. Chopped up in the little bits, and as the detective would say. And fucking Detective Mike is on the case. He's like, but why would she die? Who would kill her? her yeah. Like, He's still there. His detective cap is still on. Detective cap is on. That's why him and Susan are meant for each other, because they're both detectives. Merch. We have baseball hats that say detective cap. (laughs) I'm into that. Yeah. I'm into that. And Mike is like, yeah, he's there. And then Noah's like, cool, I got to go bury my child, so please leave me alone. And Mike's like, okay, okay. And Noah does say, like, hey, I, I want you to find who killed her for one and to go talk to this cop he's gonna give you deirdre's case record he's the one i paid to get you off yeah yeah so it seems like now that he has confirmation that she said even though i I wouldn't assume she was alive if i've been looking for someone for 15 years i would assume they're dead but especially if you have proof that she's like in the u.s or was still in the u.s and she like didn't run away somewhere because i mean like if somebody fled the country like maybe they're still alive but you would still probably find them eventually but they have not found any trace of this woman except for wisteria lane for 15 years and they still had hope yeah i i just wouldn't maybe i'm just a sad person but i definitely would have just been like yeah that person's been dead yeah but i guess he has the confirmation now and now they want to find who the hell did this yeah and like we said before detective mike is on the case detective mike and then we cut to Bree and Rex, Brex, as always, Brex and as they're always. picking up Andrew, what it seems like, from the camp. Uh, Rex has this thing where, or I mean, sorry, my note is gay son plus 200 poise equals sexcation, because that's what <laughs> Bree thinks is going to happen yeah, here. Yeah, she's like, I don't think I need to explain to you what's going to happen yeah. if he's around 200 other boys. Yeah, she thinks he's going to get more gay. Because um, every boy there is gay. Yeah, all two hundred boys are gay. This is a camp for gay, for gay troubled boys. youth. Yeah, boys. I would go there. Yeah, that sounds fun. Actually. I'm there right now. <gasps> nice. Yeah, we're not recording in person. No. <laughs> we lied to you. Wait, we're both there. We both got sent. We there. are. We are gay troubled boys. <laughs> That's what we are. And yeah, Rex is like, you know, it might be a phase, but like, we're gonna love him no matter what. Like, I'm okay with this. And I was actually super into rex this episode yeah so was i brie was kind of a garbage (laughs) Garbage a piece of garbage person yeah and rex 
was a dare I say ally. Yeah. And we'll talk about it more in the scene with the pastor, but like with this, him being like, I'm going to, I'm going to love our son no matter what he is or who he likes. And then later Rex was being a fucking ally. I was even though he standing him, he did kind of out Andrew. Yes. We should, we will still acknowledge that that wasn't (laughs) okay. But he's he is being supportive. Yeah, I, I'm like sh- I'm shocked that like a Republican dad is being yeah. as supportive as he is. Because we were talking about like in media, usually dads are like, "Oh, not my son. Oh, he won't be my masculine boy anymore. My big boy. <laughs> my my big boy. My <laughs> <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even do it." But yeah, like, I just feel like with, like, dads and gay sons, it's always a very, you know, that's, like, a theme that's explored a lot. And usually the dad is the one with the major issues because it threatens his own masculinity and his own perception of masculinity. (laughs) So I'm actually shocked that this, like, Republican dad is pretty down with his gay son. Yeah. And then we cut to Mommy. And Mommy is flirting with the ice cream man. Ooh, the (laughs) gilf. The gilf. She's back. What's her name? Uh, Sophie. Sophie. My brain did not process that question. Sophie is flirting it up with the ice cream man. Hector. Oh my god! And the little babies, Lynette's babies, can't get any ice cream. So Susan goes over there and fucking gets her mom, and her mom just wants to like have fun, and she's single, and she's trying to get out there. And Susan's like, "You need to get your act together." Yeah. Susan <laughs> mentions like two weeks ago, so like. Does that mean oh. Sophie's been staying with them I for guess like so, two yeah. weeks, I guess? And yeah, she's like, let's go to a hip club, Susan, and <laughs> lie about our ages. That's and actually like, a very accurate her impression. Her voice being like, Susan, don't be such a stick in the mud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of the scene, basically. Yeah, it's just it's her just being like, Susan, I want to get fucked yes and you should get fucked i need to get fucked really bad like i need to get fucked even more than the last did we talk about this last episode i feel like we talked about how much she wants to fuck last episode she's really horny but like she's horning it up like horny 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 gilf that's horny gilf (laughs) horny can i i want that shirt (laughs) horny gilf horny gilf Horny photo of Sophie and like horny gilf. is would this count as horny rage fuel because it's like she's enraged she's by, by Morty by yeah. Morty and she just <laughs> she's just filled with horny horny, horny rage is, fuel horny gilf is very funny um, we gotta get enamel pins enamel that say pins horny gilf and then we cut to uh, McCluskey showing up at Lynette's house and she kind of tells Lynette like oh I guess I took I overdosed on my arthritis medication and I guess that's what made her pass out. And she gives Lynette this really pretty vintage lamp and yeah. is like, thanks for not letting me die, Lynette. Yeah, it's a Tiffany lamp, Tiffany so you know lamp. it's expensive. And, it was, and she's so cute. My notes literally, like, she gives Lynette a little hug and my note is, she give hug. I want her to hug me. It was so <laughs> sweet because you could see it, like, took a lot for yeah. her to be like, I care about this person. I'm going to hug them. And it was just, I think that she's a great actress. Like, she's, you know, this is, she was submitted for both of her episodes. Yeah. So the one earlier that we loved her in and this one are the episodes that won her an Emmy award this year. Cause she's just such a yeah. fun and like interesting and layered character for the small amount of time she has on screen. I just, I love the Klusky. I love, I love Klusky so much. She's a really good character. And, and so like, I liked her hugging. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just like, I kept writing like these like little soft moments between her and Lynette. I kept being like, I can't believe like, she just adopted a daughter you know yeah. like she's like hmm this is my family now lynette scavo which mood 
Yeah. Lynette Scavo, my family now. And yeah, she starts like kind of opening up to Lynette about her health issues and Lynette seems to not be into it. No. Um, and basically that's that scene. Like it's another quick little scene. Yeah. Um, and we cut to Gabby and Carlos. Mm-hmm. Gabby is stopping him from going to bed. We find out she's been making him sleep on the couch. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not proud of what I did. I was out of line. And I wrote, no fucking duh, Carlos. Literally. Like, obviously. You, you like, I, I, pulled her by the chin and screamed at her in the face. I, and also then, she makes up a, a really good point where she's like, well, if you regret what you did, then tear up the post nap. And he's like, I'm not going to do that, Gabby. And I'm like, okay, uh, you can fuck off. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can go fuck yourself if you'd like. And then they get in this weird, like, face-to-face face-off. Yeah. That's so unhealthy and weird. Like, it's so weird. And he's like, I'm going to take, I don't know. I have, a, I have two notes. I have a note that says he's taking her money. He says something like, "Oh, he's oh, taking yeah. her money away." He cuts her oh, because he's off. like, "I'm taking your money away," and I literally wrote, "That's a weird line." Yeah. Um, and because if, I guess she used to get like an allowance or whatever, and she has her credit cards, but he's gonna cancel them. He's not gonna get, give yes. her any access to any money. Which shouldn't she have access to the bank accounts if it's a joint account? I think that like we're being led to believe that like he's it, in control of the money. Is, he's can he's in like sole control of the money because he he's for so long been the only person bringing in the money that's fair um and so i think that like i I think that genuinely she just lives off of his accounts just weird that she doesn't have any of her own yeah i feel like she should still because she like had a life before him but whatever and and then yeah she's like hey if you hurt me again i'm gonna kill you and he's like cool if you leave me i'm gonna kill you and i'm like this is wildly unhealthy yeah why are they still married to each other i don't know why they want to be in this marriage i know they don't even seem to like each other no and then we cut to commercial because we come back and it's John Tucker. John Tucker and Gabby. Woo. I wrote, he's kissing her like Gomez Adams. Like yeah. Doing the like up the arm yeah. kissing. And he's kind of like making out with her neck while she gives a monologue about Truly. how trapped she feels. She's He's like, do you want me to stop? And she's like, no, you can keep going. And she's just like not even like paying <laughs> attention to like him. talking. Um, and basically he's like, listen, like if you feel trapped... I can give you my student credit card. You can buy whatever you want. Listen, uh, Mrs. Solis, to take care of you <laughs> is my dream. Uh, he's such a dumb little kid. And like, yeah. it's like he's trying. To, it's, it's weird because like the last couple episodes, I like John as like a kid. Like I like that he like really is angry that Gabby was abused and mm-hmm. wants to protect her. I like that he has this like urge to like be a good person. Yeah. And, but I also think that he shouldn't be dating Gabby. Yes. So it's like I, I I like him as like a nice boy, but I also think he's stupid. <laughs> yes. He's my himbo king and I just need him to 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 not give his student credit card to a grown woman. Yeah. I also wrote what if Carlos finds that and sees that she's carrying a card with John's name on it? Literally. What's he like and he seems like the kind of guy that would go through her wallet. Mm-hmm. I was just really scared that Carlos was going to find the card. That would be the end of that storyline. Yeah. But it doesn't happen, I guess. Spoiler no. alert. <laughs> Uh, and then we cut to Lynette being in a rush. Her fucking sunglasses in this scene is very <laughs> funny. I just want to chuck those sunglasses by themselves in the bucket if for lesbian the episode. Yeah. I fully agree. Okay, I fully agree. We watched the episode earlier, yes. and I was like, "That's so dikey." I so love it. Fucking funny. It was pretty funny. The glasses were great. I wish they were on her face more, but I'm gonna pull that screenshot. Yeah, and 
we put it in hat watch. <laughs> it's just outfit watch at <laughs> this point. Watch. Um, fit watch. But basically, McCluskey is at the door when Lynette opens it. Yeah. And she's like, listen, um, I don't like avocados. They grow on my tree. Uh, your family likes guacamole. So that's <laughs> guacamole. I literally says it is so funny. The way I wrote it in my notes is G-W-A-C-A-M-A-L-I. <laughs> guacamole. guacamole. But she gives them fresh grown avocados. Yeah. That's so funny. Meaningful. And Lynette's being an asshole. I wrote, Klusky wants to vibe. <laughs> yeah. She wants to take care of her daughter, make sure she's eating. She wants to hang out. And uh, Lynette's like, no, I got shit to do. Yeah. Uh, which she does have shit to do. Yeah. Lynette's not lying. Lynette genuinely is busy. But, like, you know, Klusky just wants to hang out with her while she does the stuff. And Klusky's like, well, uh, if you don't want to hang out with me, uh, I'll take my lamp back. Is that in this scene? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lynette's like, cool. Here, take it. I don't even give a shit. And that's a scene. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm reading my notes and it's literally like McCluskey has no family. Be her family, Lynette. Be you her are her family, child Lynette. now. <laughs> um, and then we cut to Susan walking in on her mom and Can Tim. I say? Sure. You know what I'm going to say. <sighs> Susan with this t-shirt and those, and those underwear. I am Milf? looking. She's a MILF for me. Hey, Julie, did you know your mom's a MILF? <laughs> <laughs> Julie's mom has got it going on. She's all I want, and I've waited for so long. Julie, can't you see? You're just not the girl for us. <laughs> Susan looked hot in these panties with this shirt. Yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, but yeah, she <laughs> I just wanted to put that in to the world yeah i want the world to know but yeah sophie is with a man and like it's the middle of the night and i wrote they're being so loud and jules this is right upstairs mm-hmm. um if anyone liz did a stream where they edited photos of desperate housewives and they made an incredible photo that is now our banner on twitter yes. that is the last supper but with like our favorite characters yes. and julie is jesus julie is jesus we're also on there we're also on there and someone in Liz's stream chat, the Pigeon Wizard on Twitch, go follow them, <laughs> um, said Julesus. Yeah. And so I called her Julesus in my That's notes a so couple funny. times. Andrea Bowen. Andrea Bowen. One day more. But uh, also, I agree with Susan in this scene. How she's yes. like, you brought a stranger home and I have a child in the house and like that absolutely makes sense to me like you don't yeah. want strange men in the house when you have a teenage daughter just sleeping upstairs sophie doesn't care sophie's like and fuck off the <laughs> only way susan gets sophie to like get the guy out is she's like i'll tell him your real age which is a weird little yeah. bit she looks incredible she like looks so incred- it's like she's I'm a gilf sh- yeah she's a gilf a so milf like, and a gilf if <laughs> anything if someone knows your quote-unquote real age i'm sure they'll just be impressed because you're like hot as hell babe yeah so I just need to be in love with Sophie. Sorry, I just remembered horny gilf. <laughs> <laughs> She's a horny gilf. Uh, yeah, she, Sophie is being really, really selfish for me, which mm-hmm. I like. I hate. Which kind of mirrors how Susan is with normally Julie, with yeah. Julie, and I think the show does do a really good job with that Showing. character, and yeah. you can really see like the parts of Susan that come from Sophie. Yeah, like you sucks. really can. Yeah, like like I think that we talked about this when we were watching the episode together, like. Sophie makes a lot of sense as Susan's mom, yeah. just writing wise, but also casting. Like they mm-hmm. look, they look really related, and yeah, like Sophie annoys me, but I also think the character makes a lot of sense. 
And then we cut to a parking garage. Very noir. Very noir. I love a good noir. We love a detective. Det- and speaking of a detective, <gasps> Mike. Mikey Poo. Mike is clip clopping. He's on a horse. He <laughs> He's on comes a horse. Into and the then he gets garage. off in his high heels. Yeah. And he continues to clip clop. And then he takes off his high heels and he's wearing tap shoes. Yeah. Uh, so he's <laughs> tip tapping. Um, but basically, he is meeting the cop to get the information. The cop's being a really big asshole to A cab, a cab, baby. A cab, baby. Yeah, I wrote this pig is being high and mighty, and I hope Mike kicks his ass. And Literally. Little did I know. The cop was like, oh, what kind of fucking day is it where yes. I give a, dr- a, a drug dealer and a cop killer? Keela, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, case record. And yeah, Mike's yeah. like, yeah, well, like how much does it take to pay off a, a dirty homicide detective? Huh? Yeah. And so that, and then the cop beats the shit he out of Mike. Him. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, uh, I thought he it was takes brass his, knuckles. He takes his gun out and he hit whips him with his gun. Oh, I thought it was brass knuckles. Shit. Yeah. He just like, and then he starts kicking the shit out of Mike, just beating him. But this is a reveal for us. The audience, we find out that Mike killed a cop. Isn't this the reveal? We knew he killed a man. I guess I thought, I think I thought I knew it, but I, we might not have. I don't we remember. Knew, we knew he killed a person because <laughs> this is what happens when we go a week without recording. Is we like, forget. We're like, what happened? It's only been a week and yet our brains have melted out of our ears. No, I mean, we knew he killed a man because that was in his like case record. Yeah. And that was something that Susan found out, but I don't, maybe we didn't know. It was I don't think cop. we knew he killed a cop. Honestly, way to go, Mike. Because, like, I even wrote it in my notes, like, this is when we find out that Mike killed a cop. And I oh. said a hero. <laughs> a hero. Hey, cab baby. Way to go, Mike. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, maybe that was a reveal. I truly don't remember. Yeah. And, and then we cut to Gabby at dinner wearing not a good look. I don't. I didn't like it. Just the shirt. <laughs> it just had some loopies. On. I just. I didn't even notice it. It had like slits on the shoulders, so like You're you can like that. see the shoulders, but they were also like you don't want to taste arm. a little taste of that shoulder. I don't want to give a. I don't. I almost said I don't want to give a little lick to that shoulder. You don't no. want to give a little lick to that shoulder. No. I think I would lick a Gabby shoulder anytime. I might, but not not. I have no self respect. <laughs> And she's looking shiny, which means she's been spending money. Uh, and the waiter comes back and says that her card was declined. Mm-hmm. And she calls John. Yeah. And uh, basically we find out that his mom has access to the card and canceled it when he saw <laughs> all of the unusual activity. You know, John buying <laughs> like kitten heels or some shit. Kitten heels, fancy dinners. like Yeah. And the waiter approaches again and is like bitch how are you paying for this and she spots some older white dude who was checking her out and it seems like gabby has an idea yeah but we don't get to know what that idea is for now yet because we cut to lynette quick scene quick scene yeah where the um, ups guy comes up and is like can you sign for your neighbor yeah um she's not answering her door and lynette's a little confused because mrs mccluskey you know she's always always home and she you know accepts it she drops it off quickly and kind of ru- and runs away <laughs> so that yeah. she doesn't have to get sucked into a conversation with klusky and then w- right away we cut back to gabby the scammer <laughs> um, <laughs> wait gabby the scammer <laughs> yeah <laughs> gabby is number one scammer yeah, Holy shit. scammer of the episode oh my god 
I used to love the Joanne the Scammer videos. <laughs> and just now imagining Gabby in all of those videos. Oh my like, God. A full fur coat, that little blonde wig, <laughs> just scamming people. Oh my God. Um, And basically we find out that she gets this old man to pay for her dinner because she starts talking him up he calls her tina oh yeah he's like i've loved getting to know you tina <laughs> i fucking fell out I laughing pick that up he called her tina that's so funny it made me laugh to think of her being called tina <laughs> i don't know it's just the fight because she's gabby she's you know gabby. like we know it's just i don't know it just i just think that that name doesn't fit her at all yeah and so it just made me laugh my fucking ass off to think that he looked at this woman and went that's a tina right that's there Tina. well she might have told him that's her name no that, i'm sure that's absolutely oh, what yeah. she did i think she was like lying so she mm-hmm. wouldn't get like sucked into a thing with him but i just thought it was hilarious i don't know why <laughs> just the way he delivered it and her face being like yeah. <laughs> um and yeah he pays for the dinner and that i love the snarky gay waiter yeah and how him and gabby have this moment kind of of him being like oh my god you're a little scammer and her being like damn right i am baby I'm a little scammer. So I liked the gay waiter. Yeah. He's my gay of the episode. Okay. <laughs> every episode is Andrew, except for when it's not, if we say otherwise. Yes. So every episode's gay of the episode is Andrew Vandekamp. Unless specified Unless otherwise. Specified. There's like an asterisk <laughs> at the end. Yes. So the snarky gay waiter is my gay of the episode. Um, And then we cut to Brex. And um, I, in my notes, I wrote, a trap <laughs> um <laughs> basically uh brie made homemade bratwurst with sweet and sour cabbage and i just want to say i'm so hungry right now and just reading that i went uh to That's eat very that. german yeah it makes sense it's, like it sounds very delicious though and i want to <laughs> eat it right now um I, I wrote under that i will make this <laughs> but basically Andrew's like, oh, that's, like, one of my favorites. Like, why are you making that? Like, who's coming to dinner? Like, there's only three of us in the house, and there's a fourth plate. Yeah. Then we find out that, yes, it is a trap. Uh, <laughs> Brie invited Reverend Sykes. Yeah, and, and Rex was, like, pretty uncomfortable with it. Well, they were setting the plates. He was like, I'm not really comfortable with doing this to our son. And Mike, most situations, Brie said, well, buckle up, Buttercup, because we're doing it. Yeah. Also, I wrote, does Danielle not exist anymore? Where the fuck is she? I get. I think she just doesn't exist. <laughs> Cause like, I just or they let weird. her go to New York maybe, and we never heard about it. Yeah, or maybe they like probably honestly, and maybe or maybe they like didn't want to try to justify Brie and Rex getting her on board for this sort of um, weird yeah, gay maybe she's intervention. She's like at a friend's house or something. Yeah, I just was like found it funny that they were having family dinner without <laughs> without Danielle, and then Brie welcomes the Reverend to dinner. You know, he, he when Andrew after Andrew starts questioning what's up, she's like, "I'll go grab the door," and Andrew can kind of immediately figure out what's up. The second he sees the Reverend, he's like, "Oh, yeah, I know what this is." And like, yeah, I think it, then it cuts to commercial because we come back to the dinner, and there's I I just wrote down some interesting like quotes and the reverend is talking about being gay and it, like there's a part where he's like all it takes is a little faith and a desire to change yeah he's kind of like hyping up this sort of like conversion camp yeah that they want to send Andrew to I guess and like him saying like you know a lot of people are happy after they get out of this thing and and to that Andrew's like listen I'm not unhappy i'm not mad i don't hate myself i know who i am yeah and then the reverend kind of stops talking about it and is like well if you don't want to talk about it we don't have to 
that's like a scary situation to be in to be mm-hmm. like you know people try, i mean like i don't know my, my other touchstone is the movie but i'm a cheerleader but like being being kind of confronted by a group of people with this thing that is a scary thing to open up yeah. about in the first place um and being you know i don't know i just felt like it, it's it's a scary situation to be confronted with that and i just was really proud of him for like putting his foot on and being like i don't hate myself yeah. i'm fine um and brie is pissed that the reverend gave up so quickly yeah. and there were some very funny There's lines some very very, very funny lines. lines she calls him a sodomite and then rex goes can you at least wait until dessert to call our son a sodomite. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then I, yeah, this is another piece. I wrote Rex being an ally. I can't believe he's my ally king. I truly wrote, wow, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Rex is right. Yeah, Rex is like, what does he say specifically? I forgot. It's like something like, you know, like if he doesn't want to change, like, we, you know, it's his choice. It's who he is. It's yeah. like, it's, I don't mean, he didn't say his choice. No. He I just is so. good. He just is like, he's like, yeah, like, this is who our son is. He likes himself. I think he says something like, if he likes who he is, then let's not change him. Yeah. So, like, all I know is that he, Rex was being fucking awesome, mm-hmm. and I was, like, very into it. And I was so happy. I was so happy. I'm happy that Andrew has Rex mm-hmm. to be supportive of him when yeah. Bree is being cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs right now. And in order to embarrass Rex after he shows support of his gay son, she blurts out in front of Andrew and the pastor that Rex is into S and M. And that must be why Andrew is so (laughs) perverted. Yeah. (sighs) She does mention, I wrote in all caps, as you can see, because you can see my notes. We have confirmation that Bree spanks Rex with a riding crop. Hello. Where's that scene? That's the scene I want to see. Also deleted scenes. I wish I if it's a deleted scene, I will find it. That would be so fucking wild. Um, and then we cut to. Uh, men have been coming out of Sophie left and right. Did you say coming out of Sophie? (laughs) I thought I said coming on (laughs) to. I thought (laughs) they've been coming out of Sophie. (laughs) She's been fucking. You know how like we talked about how she wants to get fucked. Well, it's finally happened. happened. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, whoa. (laughs) Um. Basically, Sophie is hanging out with two men, one of which is for Susan. Yeah, they want to do a double date. Yeah. And Susan doesn't want to. But the men are already there. Yeah, (laughs) Susan tries to say no, but then realizes that the the date is happening already. And Sophie has given her basically no choice but to go on this date. And then we cut to Lynette Mm -hmm. seeing that the package is still outside of Klusky's door. Yeah. And she's worried about the Klusky. Mm -hmm. And she's sort of talking to Tom. And (laughs) I kind of identify with Tom in this situation in terms of like how I like if like when my partner is talking to me about a situation that I don't have any like tactile advice to give. I'm just sort of agreeing. I'm like, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do what you want. I thought that was kind of cute how they were like making the tacos together. And he was like. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I don't know, honey. As he's eating, I just I thought that was cute. Like, there's been a lot of cute Tom and Lynette yeah. in the last couple episodes, and she's basically like, you know, what if I don't go over there and then she's dead, or wh- or what if I do go over there and then she wants to be my friend? Let her Can't be your mom. That. Let McCluskey adopt you, Lynette. True. It's not that hard. I think my favorite cute cutest scene of Tom and Lynette is it was more like a Tom specific scene uh, when he told his dad he did something. Uh, anyway. And then we cut to <laughs> <laughs> um, Carlos is in the bath. 
and He's in a oh, bubble bath. A little thing, real quick. Oh, what's up? They used the avocados for guacamole. There's guacamole <gasps> on the table. I didn't see that. Yeah, I thought that was really cute. I didn't notice that. Sorry, guacamole. Guacamole. They care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as we said before, Carlos in the bath. Bubble bath. And Gabby's Take like, mm, do you like my new shoes? Shiz. My new shoes. Shiz. And Carlos is like, where the heck did you get new shoes? And it's a weird scene. It's so strange. She was like, I forgot how generous men can be <laughs> and how I have options. I don't need your money. I just need your respect, Carlos. Cabby is I'm a pretty funny. girl, Carlos. Pretty, pretty girls, girls are, are never, never lonely. lonely. <laughs> yeah, and it was, I, I said this to you as we watched. I went, did she not realize that there were other rich men she could date? Like, I don't know. She's drop dead gorgeous, and she has the kind of personality that can manipulate a rich man. Yeah. So, like, obviously, she could literally go, as, as we've seen, go to a restaurant and get another rich man. Did she not think she could? I don't think I so. I was very confused, but basically, I guess that's how she kind of scares Carlos into being like if you leave me I still win yeah because I can find another you yeah oh that Beyonce song the irreplaceable oh yeah don't go around thinking you're replaceable because mm-hmm. Gabby can find another Carlos in a restaurant baby and Carlos puts his little loofah to his mouth and goes oh Oh, because he can't throw a vase against the wall. <laughs> he throws the loofah and it doesn't <laughs> do anything. And he's like, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> it shat- Or it just shatters into a million pieces. <laughs> the loofah shatters into glass. <laughs> oh, um, my God. And then we cut to Sophie, Horny Susan, Gilf. Horny Gilf. The horniest just gilf the horniest gif of, gilf of all time. <laughs> but I want to say... It's a, I want to pull the curtain back. My partner's walking by, and when we said horny gilf, I saw her eyes get, like, so huge. <laughs> um, but basically, Susan does not like this man that her mom set her no. up with, and neither do I. No, he wants to drink peppermint schnapps. Blech. He has no taste, clearly. Um, but you know what that means, right? What? Not only do we have to do an episode where we drink margaritas, but there has to be an episode where we drink peppermint schnapps. <laughs> we have to drink peppermint schnapps. Every alcohol they drink good. besides the wines, like when there's a specific alcohol or we a cocktail they drink, we should have, we done have it for to this drink episode. it. We should have been on You're peppermint right. We should have just this. been taking shots. <laughs> the margarita episode's coming soon, though. It's not to, not to spoil anything. Not to, not spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's coming soon. In about five episodes, we're drinking margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> and you might say, but... Liz Mackenzie, there's only four episodes in the season. We know. We know. <laughs> we're doing a sexy little wrap up and mm. we're probably gonna don't be Don't give a spoil don't give <laughs> a spoiler too much. Oh, too no, much, okay, too much, I won't. Too I won't. Much. It'll be really fun though, so stay tuned. <laughs> but uh, also <laughs> the guy's name is Lamont, which I found funny that's Hector and Lamont are yeah. these two dudes' names. Um and yeah, Susan's like, please get out of my house and s- Sophie's like, sure, we'll go party somewhere else. And so Sophie and the guys start to like head out. And Susan is like trying to lecture her mother and get her to stay home, being like, you shouldn't trust them. They're strange men. You've been married four times. Please do not go with these random dudes. And they kind of fight. And about like Sophie feels like Susan's being selfish. And Susan feels like Sophie's being erratic. And... I don't know. There's like a really like it nice, was really nice. It, yeah. it, 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 it's nice, but it's like sad. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was well acted because 
Susan is like, why don't you understand that, like, I can't do this. Like, I'm broken right now. Like, you, yeah. you've been married four times, twice to the same guy. Yes. Uh, and Mike, for me, was the one. Yeah, she's like, this is how, like, when you broke up with Morty, all you want to do is go find another guy. But, like, I don't want another guy. Yeah. I just want I Mike. want him. Yeah, it's because they're in love. Ugh. I have goosebumps. I just <sighs> felt goosebumps. You got little goosey bumps. I I want them to get back together so bad. Yeah. I just I feel like in I like believe they will. I mean like obviously I haven't I've only seen season 1. Yes. But I I Mike has got to be <sighs> it's got to be Mike it's and true Susan love. in the it's end. It's true love. It's true fucking love. I want them to get back together and I'll, I just I'm like ugh and it sucks cuz I think that Susan is like the reason why they're not is because of Susan, right? Mm-hmm. She's actively saying like no, I can't be with this person even though she wants him so bad. And I'd like to believe it's her trying to show some sort of maturity and not mm-hmm. endanger Julie, right? Like if she thinks Mike is a dangerous man, not putting her daughter in that and and trying to be mature, but I I just hate that she's depriving herself of like the one thing she wants. Yeah. And especially cuz we know that Mike's a good guy deep down, like even no matter maybe if he even was in a bad place when he did the things he did, he's clearly grown so much. People can change. Yeah. And like I just she's depriving herself of like the things she loves the most yeah i'm getting so into Muzin. i never thought yeah. i would i'm telling you i gave zero shits about it's them when i first watched this series it looks like there's tears in your eyes i'm weeping <laughs> i'm weeping i know you I, are no i didn't i really i i mean i binged watched it when i first watched it and i didn't really care for susan and mike and now i love them yeah i don't know because they're sweet i just like love this show more and more each episode we watch yeah together like i'm having such a fun time me too doing this podcast uh, we love a podcast we love that a podcast. brings both of us and, and hopefully you. other people together. Yes, yeah. all of you. Um, and then we <laughs> we're not cut even done with the episode. No. <laughs> and then we cut to uh, Lynette oh. in the house. Good scene. She's scared. It feels like at least like Mc- like Klusky is Klusky. like not doing anything. She's not there, and like, but then she finds her chilling in the living room. And she is having some issues with her wrists. And, yeah. and Lynette pretty easily susses out that I guess McCluskey maybe got so scared from that near-death experience mm-hmm. that she stopped taking her medication. Yeah. Which means she can't open her door and she yeah. can't do things because... And so, yeah, so... And, and Lynette literally is like, you are now my mother. I'm ready to accept that you are my mother. <laughs> we'll get you non-childproof locks because you shouldn't have that with your arthritis. Like, we will go to the pharmacy first thing in the morning. And, you know, she's, I don't know. It's just very nice. I really like this scene because I, I feel like, I feel like, I, I just feel like they're characters that go really well together because Lynette is very, like, no nonsense as is McCluskey and so I like that they sort of in this scene they found a way to sort of love they like sort of like found a way to love each other the way they like to be loved so it makes sense like it's like that tough love how she's like you're my obligation now because that's what life is and McCluskey's like oh well that's flattering and Lynette's like yeah it's because I care about you and I'm gonna take the lamp so yeah (laughs) yeah it's just I just like that it was like these really like love lovely loving things to each other, but it was like snarky and angry. It just I thought it was really endearing. Yeah. Something that popped into my mind just now is like I'm remembering the previous episode with Klusky with like her son. Yes. And like 
honestly, like, I've been saying, like, mother-daughter relationship, which I honestly, like, believe I mean the words that I say, but, like, coming from, like, a show standpoint, like, Lynette might be, like, around where her son would have would have been if he had been, survived. Yeah. yeah, honestly, probably. So, like, truly, like, mother-daughter yeah. relationship. I, I am really looking forward to more of this relationship. So am I. I hope it develops. Yeah, I really loved this scene, and I really like that they're, like... I really liked Lynette's speech where she's like, we're two human beings on the same piece of Earth. Yeah. The, like, least thing we could do is help each other out every once in a while and i just think that like that's how i feel about like the world as well around Mm -hmm. us like there's so much like terrible shit going on and like when you have friends like you like you uh, and like and like taylor like rachel it's like we're all people just like living in the same place we can we can love each other while we're here yeah because that's a good thing to do i I just i love the scene i thought it was great (laughs) and i didn't have like i realized when I got to the end of the episode, I didn't have a lesbian in the episode. Yeah. Did you have a nominee? We had the sunglasses. We had the sunglasses that we thought of together because yes. we thought it was funny. But, like, but uh, something that I brought up while we were watching is, like, what if we just, like, Mc- McCluskey's so cute this episode. She and, has, like, I feel so bad energy. for her. She feels like she an old, energy. angry lesbian. Yeah. And, like, can't, like, I want to crown her lesbian of the episode because I don't remember if we're going to see her for the rest of the season. I don't think we are. And also, like, lesbian mother takes in lesbian child. It's like found family. She was, she found was family is one of the most lesbian things of all. I mean, it's, 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 it's gay culture. It's gay culture. All across the board. Yes. But we can specify it right lesbian now to lesbian. Episode. I'm down with that because she was a runner-up in her other episode. Yeah. I forgot who she lost to, but I do remember it was good. I remember Probably Edie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bitch. I love Edie. I need her back. Where is she? <laughs> Me every episode screaming out my window. Where is Edie? <laughs> um, I don't know. She was runner up already. She dresses like a lesbian. She's our sweet lesbian mom. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I would agree with you. I think McCluskey has to be the winner this episode. Yeah. Hell oh, yeah. I love her. Ugh. And then we cut to Brie and Andrew. Mm-hmm. I hate this scene. Um, <laughs> it, it it's it's so fucking creepy. She's looking at baby pictures and stuff like that, and then she starts talking about how like when he was born, the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck, and that's what made him gay. That's <laughs> how I was born, Liz. Um, that's how I was born. Is that what made me gay? Yeah. Is that really how you were born? No, I don't. I don't remember. Oh, I my, my I, I don't remember my birth. No, that was that was. Well, I don't either. But like, yeah. it's like an epic tale my oh. family likes to tell. Like, literally, I I was born with the I umbilical think it was cord a C-section, wrapped though. around my neck. I had to be an emergency C-section oh. because my umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck. And my been. mom said, and I think it's very funny that this was my first near death experience I had <laughs> at two minutes yes. old. And my mother likes to refer to to it as saying, I looked like I was in the blue man group. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. So my mom, I was like, that's how I was born. So I think that's wh- how gay people are made. Okay. that's That makes sense. That's how gay people are made is you get born and you Even almost die. Even if you were die. told you weren't born like that, you were. You were. Your parents were lying to you. Yeah. So um, it makes sense. Yeah. I, that's how I was born. And now... I like how like, on this podcast we tell so many anecdotes of our lives that now our listeners know how I was came out of my mother. Yeah, I feel like, but then again, I feel like there are more your anecdotes. Like <laughs> nothing really happens to me ever. <laughs> I just came out of the out of the womb dying, so I had to. Yeah. I was epic. Yeah, but then everything after that's not too <laughs> crazy. But like, I, I the scene is like it's she weird. tells him that story, and she was like, I would 
die for you, Andrew, and I just want to know what I did wrong. Yeah, and I'm just like, I hate when crap parents off. do that when they make it about them fucking selves. If they make it about themselves, it's and like so we were lame. talking about like the confrontation with the Reverend and like Bree, like you don't do that to somebody. Um, like I've said this before, like in in my house, like I d- I'm not on great terms with my parents. I don't really talk to them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but like growing up, like there was a moment in my life where like my mom knocked on my door. I opened it and she went, I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did I never tell you this? No. She went, yeah, this is, is your mom brief. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my, Holy fucking I told shit. You, I said this in an episode before. Did we cut it when I was like, my parents are brief and camp and Carlos. Like, no, can you take I those two <laughs> We can keep this in. I don't give a fuck. It's not like they're going to listen to this. Your parents are the number one fans of desperate. <laughs> And like this is they didn't know it was me though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just think it's another list. Yeah. But to say I know. Yeah. What a psycho thing to do. Yeah. Listen, I have some fucked up stories <laughs> about being gay and my parents. <laughs> but like that we'll was do like, a mailbag about our we'll, gay drama. we'll do yeah, we'll do an Ask Us Anything uh, <laughs> yeah. episode. I mean we could if we wanted to. Yeah. If you have any questions. But basically like like that what is something wild, that that's very with, brief. It happened with my sister too. Is your sister gay? No. No, like, my sister did it to me. Oh. My sister was very drunk. I thought you were just saying, your mom went down every door in the hallway yeah. and went, I know. I know. Until one of us admitted. <laughs> Until one of us went, what? To which I I, I said, I'm not talking about this with you. And okay. I closed Andrew, my King door. Andrew. <laughs> yes. King Andrew, King Liz. Um, But, like, my sister also did that Wild. to me. At one point, she was very drunk. She cornered me in the kitchen at, like, midnight and was went... Listen, I know you have a girlfriend, and because I'm n- I'm I'm a good person, I won't tell mom and dad. Oh my God. <laughs> when I was eight, okay, my mother had a bunch of friends over watching the L word in our living room, and okay. I was in the bathroom with my friend making faces in the mirror. We were playing because yeah. I was eight. You were eight, and then my friend left, and my mom was like, "Hey," and like pushed me back into the bathroom and closed the door and was like. <laughs> this is the most crazy thing my mom's a lesbian for, for any pre- obviously my mother was watching the l word she's a lesbian and she went honey do you and zoe experiment with each other uh, no, 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 no. and i was like no, no, i was no. like i don't even know what that means i don't know what that means i'm eight dude um yeah in science I class i was fucking horrified and i went and i was like zoe what does this mean and zoe was like whoa because oh zoe was God. older than me by two years she was oh, worldly so she was worldly she was into it yeah I, I didn't kiss anybody for another 10 years and my mother was like are you two experimenting <laughs> and i was like did your friends dare you to do this you were watching <laughs> bet and tina fuck and you were like yeah go ask your eight-year-old <laughs> if she's gay jesus they're all drunk yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> oh god our parents are wild we gotta do a gay episode we're gonna just talk about, about our gay, gay trauma so it'll be <laughs> after the after the so six episodes from now before we start season two also we'll, we'll do an, our uh, gay a Q&A. Q&A about gay things uh, should we talk about Desperate Housewives I guess yeah um, yeah so basically they, she's like I love you so much but clearly something I did something wrong and the thing the, the big climax of the scene is her saying, if you don't change yourself, you're not going to go to heaven. Oh, yeah. And Andrew looks flabbergasted, mm-hmm. and she begins to cry. 
and that's kind of the end of the scene like he, he other than andrew and just like fine i'll go talk to the reverend if it will make you happy mm-hmm. and i was like i was a little confused by that but then later it makes a bit more sense yeah but before we go that we cut to sophie visiting mike mm-hmm. and she's pretty shocked to see that he's had the shit kicked out of him yeah and he's like well i just fell down the stairs <laughs> like like mama Celise. Yeah. oh god oh god <laughs> Oh no. Um, but Susan is like, hey, <laughs> not Susan. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I was still laughing about the stairs joke. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so Sophie is like, hey, my daughter still loves you. Go fuck her, please. <laughs> and Mike is like, no, nah, I'm kind of sad, dude. So the timing's kind of bad. And he closes the door. <laughs> yeah. But then my favorite moment of the episode happens. Yes. Oh, it's tasty. Do you want to talk about no, it? You talk about it. Oh, well, he opens I'm just going to say he, he shifts into detective he mode. He shifts into fucking detective Mike. It's here. Rhymes with detective Dyke. <laughs> detective Mike. <laughs> he opens up the information packet. The case file? That's yeah. what that's called. And he sees. He sees that there's a list of people who bought the thing that Deidre was chopped up in. And one of the names is... Paul Young. Young. And Mike looks up and it's the Kill Bill sirens. And he's like, yeah. gonna fucking beat Paul's ass, which, good. Good. Paul, Finally, someone Paul, knows. <laughs> Paul deserves to have his ass kicked. I want to so kick bad. his ass so bad. I, mean, I cannot wait to ha- see Paul get his little All out brawl. bitch ass kicked. I can't wait for him to finally get a new asshole. Thank God. Who has who has all the assholes right now? Rex, Rex, Rex still. <laughs> Me and Rex are like <laughs> climbing with our multiple assholes, and yeah. now Paul will have it. I mean, Lynette's got a couple this episode. Oh, oh no, she didn't get torn a new asshole. Yeah, not yet, I not guess. yet. And then we cut to Andrew talking to the Reverend or the just the priest, the pastor. pastor. I don't know. I don't know the difference between any of those things. I don't know. Um, I don't know religion. Um, and Andrew's basically like, listen, <laughs> I'm not gay nobody's gay <laughs> i might be bi uh, yeah um, he kind of does this bisexual metaphor like ice cream yeah thing. i want a little chocolate every once in a yeah. while and he's just saying like listen when my mom said i wasn't gonna get into heaven i decided that i'm gonna be so good Right. I'm going to be the best little son anyone could ask for. Line reading. So Until good. one. Or I, I'm going to make her uh, make her believe that God gave her a little miracle. Yeah. Until one day I write a show about her called Desperate, Desperate Housewives. <laughs> and then I'll know paradise. <laughs> uh, no, but he basically says he's going to do something so awful. That, like, it will destroy it her. It will destroy her, which is fucked up. Yeah. Also, he says he doesn't believe in God. Yeah. And I was like, King? Okay. <laughs> um, and I said the music is really eerie. Like, are they setting up Andrew to maybe be, like, a, a villain? villain? Like, a full-on villain? I'm into it. I'm, I kind of am into it. <laughs> Gay villains Gay. rise. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> Every army. villain is gay. Yes. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell if they're, like, I'm, I'm very interested. Because if I'm being honest, like, I, like, I was telling you... Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've seen the series. Like, I remember some of the sh- things he will do, but I can't. I w- I can't remember what the specific thing is. Maybe that he's talking about. So I'm interested to see what type of villain Andrew maybe. I'm becomes. interested too because I have no idea you anything have no idea. that he does. 
And then we get the final Mary Alice monologue. And mm-hmm. it's basically actually just a retelling of the original monologue, yeah. I think, right? But with new meanings, yeah. Yeah, of saying companions in life can be anyone. And we sort of see her describe the different kind of duos we've mm-hmm. seen. Uh, McCluskey, Lynette, um, Carlos and Gabby. And he rips up the post-nup. And she invites him back into bed. Which, how do you know that's the real post-nup? I don't... Why did we have that whole abusive last episode? Yeah. Like, it was kind of anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Like all of their kind of plot line lines seem to be this season. Yeah. And then they say something about a, a mother with good intentions or a child who's up to no good. And we see it, that that's Brie and yeah. Andrew, which have been kind of a duo saying hi to the Reverend and a really sad scene. The last one is says she says still, despite the best of intentions, some of us lose companions and then the journey is unbearable. And that time it's Susan and Mike looking yeah. at each other. And one of my favorite lines, I, like I, said, I feel like there's always those beautiful last lines. Mm-hmm. And Mary Alice says humans are designed for many things, but loneliness is not one of them. Yeah. It may be sad. Such a little sad moment. Also, did Mike not have his bruises in that scene? I don't think Susan? so. They just fucking forgot. <laughs> <laughs> they shot that first. He heals really fast. They only had the makeup person for one day. And Sophie, Sophie's like, did you see the bruises? And Susan's like, what the what fuck bruises? are you talking and about? And then Sophie thinks she's going crazy and then, and then sophie thinks that mike is a liar yeah <laughs> um that's the next episode um but then that's the that's end of the it. episode that's a pretty good episode it's a pretty good episode i liked wasn't it wasn't my favorite i think i got more into it in the later half than For the sure. first half i'm really excited about the paul reveal yeah that was exciting um, I also wrote, I can see that Edie is in the promo for the next episode. Thank fucking God. Whenever she leaves, I get sad. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it was a good episode. I mm-hmm. think it was cool. Um, I'm interested to see how the season ramps up. We have four episodes four left episodes until the left. end of the season. And then we got some tasty little treats for bonus episodes. Yes, after. we got some bonus episodes that are coming. Um, are we going to give, do we want to say anything about them or just be like, I we guess got we some. can. I was joking about like, te- like spoilers and stuff uh, earlier, but I feel like since we're at the yeah. end, we can talk about it. Yeah. We're, we're planning on doing a season one wrap up. Yes. Where we drink margaritas. And we're just going to talk about our favorite moments of the season, our favorite episodes. We're going to watch the promo for season two. For season and two. I, I'm going to make predictions predictions yes liz is gonna make uh they're like they don't know anything about season two they're gonna make their predictions about mm-hmm. season two and i'm gonna ke- try to keep a straight face and keep an eye out because we should do uh we should start making brackets and stuff for lesbian, lesbian of, of the season. season because we should be doing that during that too so yeah. maybe like maybe the episode as soon as the episode for the last episode of the season goes live, we'll start our brackets and every day we'll, we'll, we'll do matchups. We'll do, we'll do matchups for lesbian of the season and we will announce mm-hmm. our lesbian of the season on our season one wrap up. So it's going to be a big old party. Yeah. We're going to drink margaritas and we're going to have a great time. Hell yeah. So just recapping this great season of television. Mm-hmm. It's been a good season. Yeah. I'm excited. And I'm, I like cannot describe how excited I am to watch season two with you knowing you don't know what happens i have no idea and like <laughs> i i've been and I, I don't know if i've talked about this before i apologize if i've if i have but at first when we first started this podcast i was like i don't know how i'm gonna be able to sit and wait and not just like want to watch everything at once but i kind of like watching it weekly episodically I with do you too. i think i mean that's I think that's it's like how the show is meant to be watched. Exactly. Also. I feel like like, you know, like the, the binge culture of television that Netflix has ushered in is cool. But like, honestly, 
yeah taking my time i know every friday i sit down i watch an episode of desperate housewives because we record on the weekend and i just kind of like watching one episode a week yeah and like it just it makes me take my time with it enjoy it more and like yeah it's how the show is meant to be seen so i don't know i guess i'm i'm becoming anti tv binge culture because i'm having a great time just like watching an episode a week but another special episode i guess that we created (gasps) this I was going to say the one that we talked about this episode. Q&A. We can do a Q&A. Oh, yeah. We can do a Q&A if you want to think about us. Uh, which you can just start sending us questions and we'll just have them stockpiled for yeah. when. And ever. what I was excited about was our... Wow, we have a lot of bonus episodes. Oh, because we have a... Vanity Fair view. Va- we have Vanity Fair yes. coming up also. So if, if, if you are unaware, when this show was airing, it was like the hottest show yes. on television. And the women of Desperate Housewives had a huge... Vanity Fair photo shoot that became infamous in pop culture truly for the fact that all of them like fought like the whole yeah. time it was and very dramatic it's what the Vanity Fair article is about. about it's so wild so I went on eBay and I bought a copy of the May 2005 Vanity Fair and we're gonna chill together we're gonna read it and yeah. talk about um the iconic Vanity Fair yeah. Uh, scenario with the why because just it's just it's a bonkers read so we're gonna read it to you also you don't have to have a copy of Vanity no, Fair yeah. from 2005 we're we'll, gonna read it to you we'll post pictures of us with it yes. and put them on social media <laughs> um and something else oh wow what there's another thing down the line I don't know when we're gonna be doing it do I know what this but is but I made a purchase as a treat for us oh recently my God, so I also shit. went on eBay. Because in 2006, there was a Desperate Housewives video game yes. that was released, and I purchased it recently. So we'll be playing some of that, and we don't know if we'll, we'll probably like try to stream it or yeah, something. for sure. And we'll give you more details on that when we know that that's what we're going to be doing. But just like, we're ready to fucking party with you all at the end of the season. Truly, truly, we have so much fun stuff planned. And if you are not following us on social media, please. That was a great transition, Liz. Liz, your little tongue is out you look so sexy um you can follow <laughs> us on twitter and instagram at desperate dykes to stay up to date with like everything yes. we're doing as well as our website desperatehousedykes.com you can send us uh questions through there yeah uh you can also the check contact out contact form for some reason truly if you want to hang out with us and feel like you're vibing we're both wearing our desperate house dykes merch right now we i'm wearing my are. abstinence club shirt right now and you are just wearing the desperate house dykes shirt yeah wearing my logo shirt and on our website there's a link to that store and so like when we're sipping our margaritas and we're just hanging out and vibing wear your shirt wear your shirt with us vibe with us vibe with us drink a margarita drink a margarita margaritas do something that relaxes yeah um nice chamomile and if you want to find us on social media personally uh you can find me at any form of social media at the pigeon wizard and you can find me at mckenzie wilkes on twitter uh and guess what? What? We love reviews. Yes. We love seeing them. They make our days. They also help other people find this podcast. Yeah. So if you want, just pop over to iTunes, leave us a little review. And we usually like asking and also, questions. Someone gave us a one star review. <gasps> and whoever you are, we're coming for you. I'm, we're coming for you. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna fight you. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna fight you i'm putting on my detective so, cap and i'm gonna find you and i'm gonna fight you <laughs> so to help uh balance out the person who gave us a one-star review if you like our podcast go give us a good yeah. review um <laughs> but as i was saying before we usually like to ask fun questions at the yeah. end of 
every episode just so you can pop it in your review, but they're never required for reviews. Last week was I don't spanking. Remember. Who would spank you, right? Yes, I think it last, was. Yeah, so last time was who would <laughs> spank you. And this week it should be... Hmm. The first one that came to my mind is inspired by Lynette's daydream in the beginning of the episode. And who would be your dream Wisteria Lane resident? Oh, like who would you daydream about? Who would you daydream about moving? Like who would you have the same daydream about every day and what would it be about? Yeah. Like if you were, so are we saying we live on Wisteria Lane and are we dreaming about who would move in across the street? Oh, I was saying like we live on Wisteria Lane and we have the same daydream every day and like what? Like, who's in it? What's it about? Okay. My daydream that I have every morning. (laughs) I'm doing my dishes. I'm looking out at Wisteria Lane. And the daydream I have every morning. (laughs) Say it. It's a safe space. I hate improv, right? Because I hate the first thing. This is all of these questions are just. No, I know. The first thing that came to my brain. Because, you know, improv is about saying the first thing that comes to your mind. Do you want to know what the first thing that came to my mind was? Sure. I'm looking out on Wisteria Lane, and I hear pop music, and I look up to, to see that Katy Perry <laughs> is on a float, That's so like funny. a Macy's Thanksgiving Day float. It's her and guest appearance. It's her guest appearance. Um, she was participating in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade, on got Wisteria off Lane. route, and made it to Wisteria Lane, <laughs> and is now singing like fucking firework, <laughs> firework, <laughs> and going down the lane. That was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> that is wild. That is so wild. Um, I my I think my daydream is so I live on Wisteria Lane. I'm doing my dishes or something, and I look out, and the sky is red. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um. So you're you in you're in Los Angeles. You can't see the that sun. That was a timely joke. I know. I, that's why I didn't react. <laughs> <laughs> um. You can't see the sun. Okay. Because the red clouds are like morphing with the sky. Oh god. Okay. And it's different shades of red. It's dark red. It's light red. <laughs> okay. And I look out into the lane, and it's all empty. Oh my god. And I walk out. There's like. There's even like cars like there's a car crashed into a fire hydrant and the fire hydrant is like leaking and like both both uh doors are open and um i i hear like these moans and these groans and i look back and wisteria lane is overrun with zombies and i run and i run um Back in, back just to a random house because I see okay. a door is open because I go to look and back into my house and my whole family is zombies. Oh my god, is it Ida's house? Yeah. And <laughs> Greenberg's house. <laughs> and um, I, I run into the, like the first house I see with a door open and um, Brie Vandekamp <gasps> is there and she looks into my eyes and she says, I know. And then I, r- <laughs> I run back out and I get taken over by the zombies and I become their king. And you think about that every day. I think about that every day. <laughs> every dang day of my life. My little zombie king. <laughs> Holy shit. I become the king of the zombies. So when you leave us a review, <laughs> let us know what your Wisteria Lane fantasy is, but yeah. you think about every day. Ugh. I think there's only, like, just, like, a little bit more to say. Uh, what is it, Liz? Okay. 
Can I get real with you? Yeah, get real with me, baby. I, uh, take the hat off and then take put the it back on <gasps> and put it on backwards. You look really hot. Yeah, I know. I'm a kind of a dreamboat. Yeah, you're kind of a fucking dreamboat, Liz. <laughs> I'm kind of like a, a hunk. You're um, like a hunky boy right now. That's all I'm saying is I'm a hunky boy. And also, Mackenzie, I love you. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me just take my glasses off and oh my God, pull my hair down. Oh, my God. She's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I love you, too. Oh, my God. Rachel Lee Cook. <laughs> I am in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't th- I'm Freddie Prince, Prince Jr. Jr. from She's All That. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, I love you, Mackenzie. I love you, Liz. I love you so much. And I, I can't love- wait to be creating this podcast in person with you uh, for a good chunk of time. Yes. Uh, and to everybody else. Everybody else, I was just getting uh, Stay freaking juicy. Stay freaking juicy. juicy. We love you. We love you. <laughs> Stay juicy. Stay juicy. Stay juicy.